Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up, especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today we got Will Meadows. Sarah Meadows. Kevin Delp. Hannah Johnson. Melissa Delp. Ryan Pills. Jonah Duke. And Psychic Larry. In the house! How did all these people fit in the house? I love it. This might be our best attended podcast recording in history. We've had more than eight at once. More than eight? We have people sitting on like uh, <laughs> grandstands behind us. There's so many people here to record. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode. Today we are going to be talking about some of the games we've been playing recently. We, of course, will be covering some of the games that are coming to Kickstarter soon. And then I think our theme for May... When does this podcast episode come out? May the 8th. May the 8th to be with you. That has a ring to it. May the 4th be with you. We just have to think of a cool Star Wars themed name for May 8th. We'll think of it during the podcast. Perfect. Uh, but we are going to be talking about some of our favorite Star Wars and uh, we'll probably bleed into sci-fi themed games. But before we get into any of that stuff, let's talk about some of the things that we've been playing most recently. What have you guys been getting on the table? Anything really fun that sticks out that we want to talk about today? Who's going first? I've been playing some Uprising, Curse of the Last Emperor. We just did a review for it, so you can see our thoughts on that. It is stinking hard, and we have not <laughs> beaten it. I've played it like four times. Like, what is the key to this game? Cannot figure it out. Just thrashes me every time. Cooperative? Yeah, cooperative, unforgiving game. Mm. I don't know. What is Uprising? Is that a theme that I should be familiar with? Is that like a... No, it's just that's the name of the game, Uprising, Curse of the Last Emperor. We talked about it last podcast. Gotcha. But, uh Still unforgiving, still beaten really badly. <laughs> Two weeks and three weeks in a row. Uh, one of the other things that we are going to do in this episode that I forgot to mention just a second ago is we are going to be giving away a prize. I mentioned in our last episode that we have some tickets to the Southern Fried Gaming Expo. We're going to be sharing that with one lucky winner uh, today. So stick around to the end of the episode when we do that. Side tangent off of what I thought Ryan was talking about just a second ago. My kids have started watching uh, The Last Airbender. Did you hear that there's a new Last Airbender movie coming out? If it's anything like the first one, I'm going to pass. Was there a first movie? Yeah, it was so bad. Oh. M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, no, that doesn't count. It was so bad. (laughs) I guess it does count. It it was was my first experience with Avatar The Last Airbender, and I was like, this is pretty cool. Oh, there's a show. Let me check it out. And then I was like, oh, that movie was horrible. (laughs) I didn't realize it, but now my eyes are open. I have not seen it. it, It's not animated. It's on my top five worst movies of all time. It's so bad. Now I need to go watch it just to see how terrible it is. (laughs) So bad. Not seen that one yet. All right, back to board games. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Melissa, Hannah, and I just got back from our California cruise. Sorry, Ooh, welcome back. Podcast. We played lots of uh, games with the family, brought our quiver, and added some uh, letter jam. And oh, I'm going to have code names and Similo. Yeah, lots of the crew. The crew, 10. A lot of, lot of fun games there. But one of the games that we brought uh, to the table was Mother of Frankenstein. Uh, this, was, this is a three volume. Uh, escape room like 
puzzle game um, that is set in the Frankenstein world. And we brought volumes one and two with us on the trip, and it worked out pretty well. We had a seven-hour layover in Chicago. So Kevin and I were sitting at the little tables in the food court, and there's star charts and music notes and all sorts of things, and people are kind of giving us weird looks as we're trying to um, <laughs> you know, figure out these puzzles based on Mary Shelley's life. Yeah, and then on the ship itself, uh, there was some puzzles in Volume 2 and uh, some journals, and Hannah and Charlie were able to join us. And by puzzles, he means an actual jigsaw puzzle yes. to yeah. go with other types we, of puzzles. We did, we did have to put the puzzle together twice. <laughs> yeah, on these little tiny round tables that you find on cruise ships, it, it was the coolest, weirdest pieces in a jigsaw puzzle I've ever seen in my life. It was worth it just for that. And I didn't mind doing it twice. And then when we came home, we started Volume 3, and we actually are in the middle of Volume 3, looking forward to the end. Which has a 3D puzzle. of The, the lenticular, of, or like the stands up vertically? Foam pieces. Vertical ah, yeah, okay. foam of Castle Frankenstein. Oh. Actually building the castle. Interesting. So. That's fun. So the other night, um, Chantel and I wanted to play a game, just us two. And uh, so we went to our patented tried and true kind of new favorite game which is wingspan asia mm-hmm. and i quickly looked at the rule or the uh, scorecard and realized that i was on a five game winning streak so i had to let her know <laughs> the last five you're getting beat and she said what that's today, not true sir. <laughs> and so she took it and looked at it and she was like okay fine Let's play. And <laughs> proceeded to beat me by 20 points. And I was very upset because I thought to myself, how can she just decide, decide. that I should lose? What was I doing previously? So I've been practicing since <laughs> nice. because obviously I'm doing something wrong. I feel like I, I'm pretty good at the game, but obviously I'm doing something wrong. So anyway, that that was that's what we did out of my house. Maybe it was her newfound third third mom powers. What do we let's talk about that for a second. Yep. Jonah was also gone last week. What was happening at your house? Magical. It was a new baby. Yay! Um, so, yeah, we did. We definitely had a new baby. And the baby <laughs> no was, doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely in our house. And um, when the baby cries, it sounds like this. <laughs> Excellent. No, just joking. Um, but, yeah, but we've had some time to hang out. and We and, stuck Jonah next to the soundboard. And yeah, it's so all We need to have more sounds in. Okay, I'm limited. There's only like 12. Um but no, we were having a good old time. So Everybody's doing well. That. Everybody's good, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. You guys got together for a game night this past week, right? What did you guys oh, but commun- to, but get to the table yesterday? Community game night went well. And, oh. uh, is that what you're talking about? I wasn't. I was talking about when Sarah went to hang out. I don't even know what you guys played. I was like working. Oh, at she our was... house. We played Marrakesh again. Oh, again. And this time I won by a lot. Ooh. And I believe uh, we'll be working on a Viewpoints video that by the time this podcast goes live, the Viewpoints will probably be close to being on our channel, depending yeah. on how well we edit that. Correct. <laughs> so, but soon, soon. Maricast Viewpoints. Check who, it out. Who won when we played? Did I win by one? You won by one. Point. Okay, just checking. And Sarah and won by... I won by 15. I couldn't remember Sarah if Sarah won by, won by one lot. or if I won by one. Sarah, Sarah and She beat the, me by 15 and then... But it was Kevin and Melissa's first time. Yeah. yeah. So they were a little Sarah bit Sarah beat me by my first time, and I only lost by one point. By so 50. Feel pretty good about that. This, this, this is Larry's game. <laughs> have, you, have you gotten close yet, Larry? <laughs> have you won any? Nope. I haven't <laughs> won any yet. But I still like the game, surprisingly. Recap game night for us. What were you going to 
Oh, well, I was going to say, so we need to listen to Sarah's advice on the game and not Larry's advice <laughs> when the- he's teaching it. Okay, good to know. Viewpoints video. Do you remember what your score was, Jonah? Was it 1,000 and oh. no. Um, <laughs> was it, no, it was on, the, we it was on the fourth side of the board? We went around. Right. And I was up by one on this side, whatever side. I, I think can it was like 148 exactly. or 147. Yeah, like Larry's busting out the scorecard. You, you want to oh. So we do use the BG Stats app pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few of us here that use them, really just to track what games that we played. But this is, I'm going on a tangent, but if it's a new game we're about to play and it doesn't have a score pad, Mm. It negative one, negative one score. I got you. Whatever. I I want a score pad because I want to be able to look. Doesn't Marrakesh have four one stars though? instead of five. no? I don't think Marrakesh ha- does. Marrakesh have one? No, no. Oh. I want a score pad, right? Yeah. Like, it was one forty two to one forty one. Look back. One forty two. And Sarah had like one. F- this last time had like in the high one forties. No, I rounded the corner. I was one. Whoa. Fifty six or something. Like oh, that? there we go. Sorry, it was one fifty something. One fifty four. That's true. You guys you were running, second all time. The red, all the red cashies. I just held her back. Should yeah. have held her back, Jonah. Uh, yeah. I I let people, everybody else, get the red cashies. I don't time. think red cashies are as key to the game as you need a few. I only but had you three. Yeah, but I got all three. Points. Ooh, all did three. Did you what what sections of the Two, game board did, did you completely three. max out with eight? Uh, white and black and green Ooh, and green. Oh, yeah. yeah. White and black. We let yes. her get and black. Yeah. What are you guys going to do? Are you Maybe one of them. Not <laughs> both of them. <laughs> that was a mistake. Yeah. Sarah, did, did you get well. to the top of the white and both black as well? Oh, yeah, gosh. she did. Oh, no. And I got extra pants. Yes. Oh, she was no. getting like, Mm-mm. oh, I'm just bumping. I'll get eight points for oh, no. the top. Mm-mm. No. But no, let's go to community game night. Yeah. Tell us about that. So I was out of town. You guys got to host. Yep, we did it. And uh, a little lower attendance, but still had fun and got to teach uh, Rolling Realms to some folks and uh, learned um, some other games. Uh, Ryan, you got to bring out Raising Robust, which we're going to talk about later in this episode. I think I set the new high score. So uh, by one point, I know I pushed kevin down <laughs> dethroned that's right well he, he wasn't playing though so that's, that's true like just it. like jonah said i wasn't in the game to help bring ryan down a little Doesn't bit count. so uh and melissa wasn't there oh, oh man. Man. So larry was there i was having a baby sorry okay there what, what'd you play uh i got there late so everybody had started the games um but there was a guy who came in and we ended up playing boop boop which Super fun little. Are they making a new boop? Halloween, Halloween boop. boop. Yeah, good. Yeah, um, and then we started playing uh, Wayfarers. Oh, that's right. I made you. <laughs> I made you pack up. And then Kevin kicked us out. Yeah, yeah we were about maybe halfway through. I was like, you're not finishing. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been another good hour and a half at least. I yeah, I saw where Boop got the uh, Mensa Select. Award. Yes. Did they actually win it? I saw all the nominees, and there's nope. a good the stack of nominees. Along with a lot. A lot of nominees or yeah. a lot of no, awards? I think they do like maybe five. Yeah, they awards. Won five oh, so six, maybe yeah. the nominees that I saw, air quotes, was the winners. Yes. Yeah, I oh, think okay. so. Mm-hmm. I, I think Garden Bow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I think uh, Scout I saw was on the list. There were several good looking ones. I played Scout. It was so good. It is good. Do we have Scout? No. No one No one in this podcast has Scout. I know, right? Okay. How don't we have Scout? I'm just just checking. Sometimes <laughs> we, we secretly have all have it. We're and holding yeah, out a joke. Sometimes they we have, have four them. copies of Scout. Mm-hmm. And Jonah's and like, I don't have a copy. <laughs> oh, you've never played? How can that's crazy? We all have a copy. Yeah. 
Uh, I taught uh, some people Gizmos, uh, the oh, old Simon yeah. game, and they really actually they had bought it and they had never played it, and or maybe they had played it once or something. But there was people around the table who had never played it, so I was teaching them Gizmos, and they enjoyed it. I that's the type Destroyed of game. Their yeah, I was like, if you know how to play Gizmos, it's like you know the strategy. Build, Build the engine and get it going. It was no, no. no. I demoed Gizmos, so I watched. <laughs> Every strategy possible, I never win that game. Oh, poor Sarah. I'm sorry. I, I'm well, not going to end Yeah, but if you're like playing against people who have never played, you'll probably do pretty well. Yeah. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. But you're getting better at your engine building games, hence Mayor Cash. Yeah. Gizmos is fun. I haven't played that one in quite a while, but I do enjoy that one. All right, well, let's take a minute to pause and give a shout out to our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Navu Games. Their game Raising Robots is coming to Kickstarter on May 9th, where you get to play as inventors making cute little robots that do all sorts of things. And we'll be talking about it more in our Kickstarter connection. Kickstarter Connection! This episode, we'll be talking about four games coming to crowdfunding platforms uh, during the second and third weeks of May 2022. Hannah, why don't you start us off? So coming to Kickstarter May 14th is Murders at Teal Woods Manor by Cutlass Board Games. You are, it is a reverse murder mystery worker placement and drafting game where you already know who the murderer is and you already know who the investigator is and you're trying to figure out which guests become victims during the night. And you score points by having your hidden goals, which characters live or die at the end of the game. Um, over to Melissa. So on May 9th, as I mentioned in our sponsor shout out, Raising Robots is coming from Navu Games. It's designed by Brett Sobel and Seth Van Orden. And this is an engine building game. It has simultaneous action selection. If you think sort of like uh, Race for the Galaxy or Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition, where you are choosing certain actions, other players are choosing certain actions, you reveal them, and then only certain, the ones that are chosen, are actually performed. And you might not actually perform the actions that everyone else has chosen because only certain ones are available to everyone at the table. But you are collecting resources, you are building robots, you are activating robots, kind of like wingspan. If you activate a row, you get to potentially activate all the robots that you've um, built in that row as long as you have enough energy. And some of the robots will have different levels of activation depending on how much energy you have available in that action. So you are really thinking in this game about which actions do I want to take? Which actions do I think the other players will take? And how much energy do I need in those actions to actually run my engine? It's one to six players, but because of all the simultaneous play, it's not going to be like terribly, terribly longer with more players than with fewer players. Uh, several of us here have gotten a chance to play it. We're going to have a playthrough on our channel 
of it. And I know I personally have really enjoyed this game. Some of you at the table who've played it, what have you thought about Raising Robots? I've also enjoyed my plays. Uh, this game has engine building too, and and I've we've talked about some engine building games already in the podcast, and I've um, really enjoyed what this game brings uh, to that genre of games. As you are sort of upgrading your different rows and phases, um, there's designing and fabricating and recycling different parts of the robots, and as you're basically moving your tokens around to get better powers, it's that's really enjoyable for me. I felt like this game had a little bit of a wingspan feel in that you are creating rows of robots and then activating the whole row when you get to take that action. And I felt like the game was fun. <laughs> I, like Wingspan is a good game, but I feel like a little, I don't know, like stress or I don't know what the word is when I'm playing that game. This game was a very lighthearted feeling for some reason. And I just really enjoyed like, oh, this robot looks super. It gives me these powers. Oh, no way. I'm going to totally charge him up. Like they just it has a very cool vibe to it that I enjoyed. I really enjoy the game, and I enjoy that I have the high score. Just one. <laughs> uh, I do have two hot take. Uh, do it. Negatives. One thing, I feel a little bit of anxiety that I just I can't do everything I want to do. There's just so much that you can do, and you got to optimize one this way or another. True. So I always feel like I'm missing out on something. Like oh, you know, assemble came up. I don't I don't have what I need to assemble this turn because I was focusing on something else. You know that sort of thing. And then I also feel like it's a little bit too much luck of the draw on the robot deck. Probably why I liked it so much. The (laughs) the, the scores the first time and the scores when I played the second time, both times, the lucky people were in like the 130s. And the people who didn't happen to draw cards that give you points every time uh, were in like the 80s. So... So I have talked to the designer about this, the company, mm-hmm. about like, oh, it seems like some cards are a little power, swingy. A little swingy. And he said, um, yes, but there are ways to mitigate that. So I think you just need to play it a little bit more. And Yeah, I felt bad. I was getting like 10 points every turn at least. And, and the others were, were like, it. I've never seen a point card. <laughs> right, so, yeah. So that's where there are ways to help mitigate, like making sure they – that person isn't taking those types of actions or not helping them in those types of actions. As an example, there are other ways too. Oh, I've always feel that with Wingspan and a few other games where there's Ever a large, yeah, where mm-hmm. there's a large deck and what you end up with. I always try and, I guess, get abilities that give me more cards, so I have a choice. Mm. I think that's. I think that's what other thing in the game. Sorry, Jenna. The there is a way to get more cards that we didn't figure out the first time we played because the card our cards are resources, so you can start just paying for cards, um, and with one of the actions. So I think we missed that the first time we had played. So I appreciate that, and I enjoyed the fact that even though I was losing, it was still fun. <laughs> Jonah, did you want to chime Jonah. in? No, Jonah. I haven't played it, but it sounds like I should play it. You should. I was going to chime in on what Sarah said about Wingspan. I was just wondering, is that the strategy I should take to beat Chantel? Or- <laughs> Send your tips <laughs> now to tips. Jonah. At- <laughs> All right. So one more thing about Raising Robots before I throw it to the next person is that there are variable player powers. So you each person gets an inventor, and that will kind of... Uh, guide your strategy a little bit. And, At least your first couple turns. Mm-hmm. And, and they do different things and kind of, they all feel a little overpowered in their own way. 
I, I feel like the second one I played with, Yo-Yo, was way better than the first one. Because the first one I was I felt confined. Whereas Yo-Yo, any of my upgrades could be applied to any... Yo-Yo Ma. Yeah, it, it's basically Yo-Yo Ma, but his, he doesn't but have But the robot money. version? No, but like they're kids. You could use oh, any of right. the upgrades for anything. You didn't have to care about the colors. And then every time you upgrade with his upgrade, you get points and energy. And I was just like, this is amazing. Fun stuff. All right, so who's next? Will, sure. what are you talking about? I'll take it away, way down deep in the depths of the shield. shield. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the game Ninth Circle, coming from R&R Games. Uh, this is an area control game that takes place in the Ninth Circle of Hell. In the game, you uh, set up the board by pulling out uh, different realms. You're going to be building uh, a pretty interesting circular board, and it's going to change the layout of the game each time that you play. In the game, you were trying to gain the favor of one Dark Lord, Malakota, or however you pronounce that. That sounds darkish. <laughs> it's more like unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> It's an area control game, though, where you have um, a privacy shield, so you're kind of setting up your turns behind the shield each round, and you're going to be playing them out to the board. You want to have control over those different realms on the board, and the goal of the game is to gain, uh, whoever, whichever player is able to get 25 favor points with this main demon lord wins the game at the end. Each realm that you control is going to give you a special power at the end of each round, and so at the end, once everyone has made their placement uh, for the round, you're going to then go clockwise around the board and trigger each one of the powers that <clears throat> that each of these randomly laid down realms offers you. And so I don't actually know what the, the experience is going to look like in that because I assume it's going to shift influence different ways throughout the course of the game. And so you'll be, uh, you, you might start off at the end game trigger with a lot of control in one area, but then by the time all these different um, realms activate, who knows what the board is going to look like. So, And this is based off of the uh, literary work, The Nine Circles of Hell by Dante's Inferno. I think that is the case, yep. Uh, I don't think the demons in his book look like these ones. These ones look pretty cool, actually. They probably didn't have illustrations <laughs> back then. Uh, they might have. I mean, they knew how to draw. I know they had I mean, in that book. <laughs> we probably they, don't have the original copies of the illustrations. Um, but features uh, the game features a bunch of interesting minis, uh, lots of different art. There's some... Uh, uh, a bunch of different, like, I think you have a deck of cards and it's like a cage that you store all your minion cards in. So lots of little, little different interesting components going on in the ninth circle. Check that one out from R&R Games. Sarah, back to you. Coming to Kickstarter on May 16th is a game called Slack Jack from Jelly Bean Games. And this is a social deduction game based on the game 21. So in the game, uh, you it's a real quick four to eight player game. Uh, one player is the captain and they will reveal some treasure cards off the deck and everyone else is going to draw two cards and they're going to trash one and the other card um, is what they're going to go ashore. The captain's going to pick a couple players to go ashore and get the treasure. And if... The captain selects somebody who has the slackjack card. They bust, and um, so the then that player would would win the treasure. So you're going to um, gain gold coins um, as depending on how much treasure you get, um, and it is a four to eight player bluffing game. 
So the I'm not really sure what the deck looks like. We have a copy coming to us, but it hasn't arrived yet. So we will hopefully get a chance to get an overview video of this so you can see what it looks like on the table and how it's played. So one of Ryan's favorite holidays every year. <laughs> Very nice. That wasn't even downloaded. That was just straight from his vocal cords. Uh, is May the 4th, of course. Is it true, Ryan? What's your favorite holiday? <laughs> uh, July 4th, but May the 4th oh, is up there. Wow. That was like two months off or something. Um, <laughs> so anyway, today we thought we'd talk a little bit about some of our favorite Star Wars-themed games, uh, since Jonah has never experienced a Star Wars movie in his entire life. Not true. I've seen episode four. Oh, okay. Since he's experienced one episode. I watched half of the first episode of Mandalorian. Ooh. Wait, wait. Progress. wait. You've seen the whole season of Mandalorian, right? The whole season. No, but I think, but actually, I think I've watched more than half the episode. When does Baby Mace Yoda Windu. make oh. his first appearance? Mm, at the very end of the episode. Yeah. Oh, so I've watched one episode. Okay. Yeah. One whole episode. There's Good three job. seasons. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I watched the one episode because everyone's going crazy over Baby Yoda. And then a few weeks later, everyone was like, Grogu's crazy. And I was like, who is that? Because it was Baby Yoda up until three weeks, this last three weeks. Spoiler. Jin. Yo, Grogu. <laughs> I'm just proud that? that you know his name. Thank you. Well, that's because I was very confused because, like, obviously that's two different people because Baby mm-hmm. Yoda has been very popular at this time. And I watched that episode, so I know who Baby Yoda is. He's in the loop. But then they, everyone was like, it's Grogu. And I was like, I don't know who that is, so I am good. But then it turned out <laughs> this whole time. Person. So you don't even know who the Mandalorian is. You never saw his face. No, I don't. Have it. it wouldn't surprise me if I saw space because I don't know the characters. Perfect. I do know um, Luke. I know Darth. I know the Wookiee. Which Darth? The There's Wookie. a lot of Darth. <laughs> right? Han Solo. Chewbacca. Han Solo is um, Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson's in that movie. Yep, yeah, it's true. Made true statement. Statement. <laughs> and um, that movie. Stink. There was one. Oh, 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 Jar Jar Binks. Got them all. All oh, the important wow. characters right he there. We get it. new Princess Leia. Okay. With you the, said it. With the buns. With the cinnamon. Um, other than that. Oh, R2-D2. R2-D2. Killing it. Killing it. And the other robot, which is C-3PO. Let's go. All right. Jonah's in there. Play some magic sounds. Jonah, getting Jonah in. All right. Anyway, that's what but I got. We're talking about uh, May the 4th, uh, even though it's May the 8th when this this launches. We need to think of a... I was trying to think of a good, like, May the 8th slo- slogan. You yeah, got so one? it's May the 4th be with you, Revenge of the 6th, which is or May 5th, the 6th. Right. Like May the 5th? May I don't the 6th, know. Yeah, whichever one. Is, I think maybe it's Revenge of the 5th, but then 8th... Hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, 8th, May, like, Jedi... Sith. Sith. It's got some Sith sound to Sith, it. But that's already a thing. Is that an eighth lord? What about so, like yeah. Jar Jar eight something? I think I'm the <laughs> only person alive. Keep Jar Jar. Yes. Yeah. I'm the only person alive who loves Jar Jar Binks yeah. because I related to him as a character, which has made me like hated across like. When his character end. arrived in. I don't know much about Jar Jar, but is he the big fat one? That's Jabba the Hutt. He was in a. I had like a Star Wars like little racing game way back. Oh, oh he had a game. A game? Your yeah, favorite like Star Wars Nintendo game? Nintendo 64. Oh, okay. Mm. It was like a racing game. I thought you were going to say like you actually played a Star Wars board game. No. It was, a, it was a video game. Yeah, but you sorry. can talk about that one. Instead. No, that's all I know. Okay. That, that was it. <laughs> the Jar Jar the Binks was in there. Yeah. But we're talking. 
talking about board games. Okay, so Hannah, I am curious though. What did you think about? I don't know what his name is. The voice actor for Jar Jar. Are you watching um, The Mandalorian? Well, Spoiler. yeah. So <laughs> I love that he has his redemption story because he got a lot of flack on the internet. And as an actor, he had a really hard time overcoming that. And it, it actually was like a really sad story that people were that mean to him on the internet. But I, uh, in my childhood bedroom, I still have a Jar Jar blanket on my bed. Nice. And I have memorabilia. I have an alarm clock. I had the bubble bath. I had the soap. Like, it was a thing in my house. You guys might not know this. I'm going to blow your mind. Did you realize that Darth Vader is Luke's father? What? what? Oh, spoilers! Jeez, man, you can't just say that kind of Sorry, stuff just I straight just, out. Yeah, my fault. Now, when you make your son watch it, you have to film his reaction to discovering that for the first he, time. My son doesn't like movies. Well, then your daughter. One of scary. your daughters will be a yeah, And daughter. I agree with him as I realize what movies he was watching. Lion King, very scary. Mm-hmm. True story. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to let him pass. Make sure he doesn't watch Never Ending Story then. Yeah, a couple of these kid movies are very scary. <laughs> anyway, um, that's that's all I have. Wait, no, that's it. I, that was a, that was a different star. <laughs> sorry, whoa, sorry, whoa, sorry, whoa, sorry. Whoa, Did you cross whoa, over? On. There was like a hand symbol, but that's a different. Oh yeah, Star Trek. Whoa, 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 whoa. Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek might make an entrance in today's episode. We'll uh-oh, see. Oh, all right. Well, we better get rolling. We haven't talked about any actual games yet. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Who is going to start us off? What Star Wars game are we getting Ryan's to the table? Ryan's leaning in. Every other person will be Ryan talking about a Star Wars oh, game. Perfect. So. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite. This would be my favorite game of all time. If I could get other people to play it. <laughs> and it's Star Wars Imperial Assault. It's just mm. time consuming. Uh, but I love it so much. It's cooperative. Well, it's four versus one. They do have an app, though, where you can play purely cooperative. I really enjoy the game. I can't play it. <laughs> we have played this. I played it with Ryan. I played it with yeah. Ryan. He did suck us in. It was enjoyable. It is time yeah, consuming. It's time consuming because you're supposed to play a whole campaign. Um, and like anything with a campaign... You know, it falls apart as soon as scheduling comes. One person can't show but, up. But the app, I think, could help bring that, you know, to the table a little bit more. But I, I, I feel your pain, Ryan. It does feature some cool minis. The missions that I played were enjoyable. What is it that makes you love it so much? Is uh, it the I, you know, authenticity? In general is is fun. But I like the stories that they've incorporated. Like, um, and they don't just... Uh, coddle you like you may or may not ever get a lightsaber in the base game um it's so if you do get a lightsaber it's like a big deal um so yeah i just i really liked it so <laughs> one of the games that i enjoyed oh jonah leaned in no i just want to ask got... a question um you play this game like on holidays like thanksgiving stuff firefly that seems space to me oh yeah totally is sure. that space okay i haven't played it yet because you also said that one was time consuming yeah but it looked like I would Mike want to play it. So someday. I'm. My question is: Is Imperial Assault <laughs> better than Firefly? Right. Which one? You said it would be your favorite game if you could play it more. You don't play Firefly a whole lot. Uh, well, I think Firefly I enjoy more because I enjoy playing Firefly whether or not I win. And Imperial Assault, I win, and everybody else hates me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sm- lay, lay the smack down. Reasonable, reasonable. All right, well, what do you I got? was going to jump in and say that one of my uh, favorite Star Wars-themed games is actually uh, Dark Side Rising, which is uh, similar to, I mean, it's the same base 
game style as Thanos Rising and a lot of the other rising theme games from the op. Uh, I do actually enjoy the Star Wars one the best of the ones that we've played. Because of the theme? I think maybe. Uh, the, usually the mechanics are adjusted just a little bit. So like mm-hmm. in the uh, Thanos Rising when you're like putting the Infinity Stones into Thanos' gauntlet or, or trying to keep them from coming out of it or you know, from him collecting them and putting them in, um, which is interesting. I really enjoyed that. In this one, it's like the Death Star, and you're trying to keep it from being built so that he doesn't destroy the galaxy or whatever. And I just think that I recognize more of the characters on the cards on all the Star Wars ones, even though I'm a Marvel fan as well. I think they did a really good job of incorporating the Star Wars theme into an already good mechanic that they've proven over and over and over on the other rising games. And it's a fun one. The neat, the other neat thing, one of the other reasons I like it about it is that they didn't actually have the license in the U S so it's really hard to get the Darth, Mm -hmm. the death star rising one, dark sign rising one. Um, so we were able to pick it up at Essen, which was neat. So it's kind of a collectory piece as well, which is really cool. I've got one. It's called star Wars. Angriff Deer Klunkkrieger. What? <laughs> Can you guys guess? Well, I think it's Krieger is Krieger? war mm-hmm. at the end there. I don't know about the others. Mm, is it just Star Wars, Star Wars? It's Star Wars Attack <laughs> of the Clones. Oh. It's literally the battle uh, at, is it jo- Geonosis? Jo- Jonas? Geonosis? Geonosis. Yeah. So it's where Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin, and Padme have fallen into the ambush at Geonosis. And where Mace Windu and Kit Fisto come to like rescue them, and Mace Windu is Samuel. That's right. Jonah got it. And I uh, knew that because somebody said it earlier. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the whole game is 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 um, basically the rescue attempt, and the mechanics are very simple in that people are you're controlling the different Jedi, and you're rolling dice, and you're basically allocating your dice to different things uh, to basically attack the clones or to uh, get more force or move or things like that. So I found that the gameplay being simple, um, but still enjoyable with the dice allocation with the different powers and each Jedi has its sort of like um, sort of player powers. Um, I found that enjoyable. Melissa also uh, played this a few times. Yeah. And this is a cooperative game where you're playing against the game. I'm not sure if it has different scenarios, but I think one of the ones we played, there was something with trying to rescue C-3PO and R2-D2 and moving them around the board and getting them to a certain spot. Um, Yeah, and there was uh, definitely interesting talking through who would be able to complete certain cards or missions and, oh, we can't let that one fail or it'll kill us or that one's not as important, so we need to save our fives for this card or to attack. Um, So I enjoyed that strategy aspect of the game. Whoa, are all three of these cooperative games? Do they not make Star Wars competitive games? Nope, I got one. I've I've got a competitive one too, but go for it, Sarah. Loop and Chewy. <laughs> we could teach Jonah that one tonight. Yes. yes. What is it? I'm interested. Have you played Loop and Louie? No. The this around the gyroscopic <laughs> airplane. Is this picking. a board game or is yeah. you talking about just the, kids. the foam plane that you throw? No. When it goes no, 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 no. It's a board game, and you're basically trying to hit the. Hit the um, no, I haven't played that. Hit oh the lever boy, to make your son would love this game. Yeah, love it. Yeah, we'll right when the one that I do, so I actually like Loop and Chewy better than Loop and Louie because it's three bases that you're mm. playing with. It's easier to control. And, and Chewy is the nickname for Chewbacca. Yes. Okay, just checking. Yes. 
that's you see how I put that together though. Yeah, <laughs> good job, good job. Thanks. All right, back to Ryan. I know he's got one. So we just recently played Star Wars: The Deck Building Game. It's it's a great deck builder. It doesn't have anything uh, hugely out of the ordinary or um, just bizarre. If you've never played a deck builder, it is a great entry into the genre. Um, it's a one versus one head to head deck builder. Oh, so I think I have played it. I was both, I was like I think uh, I have. You're both drafting or buying from the same. Uh, line it's called the Galaxy Row, but you can only draft cards that are your faction, either Rebel, Rebel or Imperial, or you, there's some neutral cards um, there. And then you're trying to influence the Force, and there's a little Force track. If you get the Force track on your side, some of your cards will have bonus activation things they can do. And then you're trying to destroy your enemy's uh, base. And there are some cards that are persistent called capital ships that go out and you have to defeat those first if th- those are out because they protect your base. But it it uh, it kind of starts out slow and then it ramps up really fast and suddenly like you'll destroy a base and then they won't have a chance to use it before you destroy their next one. Oh. And it's just like bam, bam, Is there over. dice in that game? No. What's Star Wars Destiny? That's uh, my next one, but, but Hannah has one. Um, a game I just found out exists and is going to the top of my to-be-acquired list is Star Wars Unlock. I didn't even know they made an unlock. Did you play this? Okay, so like the first one, you get to be smugglers on the Outer Rim, and then you get to be on the ice planet Hoth and get to be wa- walking around in your tauntaun. Do you know what a tauntaun is? I do not. Okay, that's that like llama... Like horse giraffe horse, yeah. thing that's on the yeah. ice planet. Okay, nope. never mind. You have and then, two legs. Like, yeah, like oh, he's a well, dinosaur, yeah, but he looks like a, a llama. <laughs> two legs. He's got little horns coming out the side. Yeah, and I'm not gonna tell you any more spoilers. What happens to him? <laughs> and, then, and then you also get to be uh, that, at Jeddah, which is like, and you have like an imperial destroyer like crawling around. This is amazing. Do you guys own this? Um. No. Oh no. Yeah, our friend Pete. It's his. But Kevin and I did play it. I would say for unlocks, this felt more welcoming to people who might not have played other unlocks. It wasn't the difficulty level wasn't as high, but it did feel thematic and had some really interesting things going on with how you interact with the app and how you solve the puzzles. I agree with Melissa. I enjoyed my Star Wars Unlock adventure. You do, I think, need to play them in order, whereas a lot of unlocks uh, doesn't really... Sometimes they come in like box of threes, and but this one I think you do have to play like box one, or the scenario one, scenario two, then scenario three. A very enjoyable experience. So, I was going to mention another... I will be playing this very soon. Okay. So Hannah's going to get it. Uh, Star Wars Destiny came out probably like six years ago. Yeah. It was a, another like sort of head-to-head sort of battle cool. game, but it had dice. And yeah. is that the one you Big were thinking chunky of? chunky dice, yeah. Like Big colorful... Like, in my mind, I'm thinking, if I was going to get into, like, a TCG, like, a collectible card game, this sounded really, really cool because I had the dice that went with it, but I just don't have the time or money to, to worry worry about it. Yeah, I remember playing with the base deck uh, several different times and thinking, like, oh, this could be it. But, yeah, I agree. I didn't get hooked. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Larry, has he gotten a... So, another Oh, for Star Ryan. Wars. Sorry, go back to Ryan. Sorry, Sorry, I forgot to... Sorry Ryan. Another Star Wars that is relevant to the time that we are talking, I believe... That the Star Wars RPG from Edge Studios, they are just starting to uh, reprint some of the rule books and offer their uh, the special dice that come with it or are mm. for it. 
Um, so if you're interested in getting into the Star Wars RPG, uh, now might be a good time. Start looking in your local game store because they are starting to uh, ship out the reprints. Um, I don't think they have any new material. I hope that they do. But uh, they've been hinting that for right now it's just a reprint. So if you're interested, check it out. I just ran some of this earlier this year and uh, had a good time. Um, one of my players turned to the dark side and fought the other players. It was an uh, intense situation, but it was fun. Check it out. If you're looking for an intense situation, you should try to join us at the Southern Pride Gaming Expo coming up this summer in Atlanta, Georgia. We do want to give away those tickets. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you everybody who entered the contest. This was a, uh, one of our larger contest entries. A bunch of people, uh, signed up for a chance to win a badge to the event. And I do want to draw a name right now and, uh, announce a winner. So, We'll send an email out to you as well, but congratulations to Mike Bollock. Uh, you are the winner of our SFGE uh, prize giveaway. That's the word I'm looking for. Giveaway. It's a membership to the event. Yeah, they call their tickets memberships. That'll get you free into the event. We'll be happy to get you connected with those. So we'll shoot you an email and follow up to make sure that you are able to join us at the event. Uh, if you are, if you didn't win, but you're still interested in joining us, we'd highly recommend it. Uh, the Southern Fried Gaming Expo is a lot of fun. They've got Every gaming thing that you can imagine, basically. They've got video games and pinball games and board games and professional, not professional, amateur wrestling. Uh, there's like an 80s prom. There's a hot pepper eating challenge. There's all kinds of fun things going on. And a number of us from the Tantrum House crew are going to be down there hanging out for the weekend. I don't have the dates in front of me. I was hoping as I talked for so long, somebody would pull it up. It's like the week before Gen Con. So come on down. It is July 28th through 30th. That's right. The week or two before Gen Con, so come on down, hang out with us at that one, and then maybe we'll see you at Gen Con as well. Hopefully, you have a had a happy 4th of May, May of 4th, being with you. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. It's time for, me, time for me to go to bed, obviously. <laughs> so let's wrap it up right there. Wait, Kevin, oh, I, move the microphone. I asked ChatGPT if he could come up with a pun oh, for May the 8th. All right, what do we got? The best one so far is catch you on the 8th side. On the okay. Side. All right. Ryan liked it. Ryan liked it. <laughs> At least what someone laughed. Someone tell me the joke. I don't think it has anything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You on the flip side? Yeah. They said eight side. Oh. Okay. <laughs> There's no Star Wars connection. Yes. No, but it's kind of funny. Like none of these. Like rem did you ask it for a Star Wars connection? Star Wars pun like made the fourth. And that was about the eight. The other one was Yoda saying, Eighth, a good day it is. <laughs> there we go. A good day it is. <laughs> eighth, a good day it is. Oh, thanks, Larry. Oh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, Find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650.